welcome back to the Robin Ambassadors Podcast. I am your host, Greg, from at GregLord.Doors, here with my Husky Ginger co-host, Nick, from at Meat, M-E-A-T, underscore my, underscore fish. And uh, yeah. finally back. I'm going to say it again. Don't follow me. I mean, you can, <laughs> but I probably won't accept it because everything's private. There you go. And we are uh, we are back. Uh, it has been a long time since Nick and I did an episode together. Um, I did my own. Correct. I did my own last week with Ben and Ryan to do a recap of the Pimey tourney, uh, which went pretty well. Uh, I know Nick and I somewhat had a conversation about that and everything. It was a, uh, you know, it was a good day of fishing for me. I caught a lot of fish, just didn't catch a bunch of stuff with size. But, you know, anytime yeah. I get out there and put 20 fish into the boat, I'm pretty happy about that. Absolutely. You know, and that's the thing. Like, hey, man, good for you. I just don't have the time to worry about competing. So I'm not really following it. So I just felt like I didn't have a lot of shit to add. Um, me and you, we went out with Ryan and Ben fishing. Great dudes. A lot of fun. Had a good day. I think we schooled them. Uh, if it was podcast first, uh, you know long time tournament guys on fishing <laughs> maybe in numbers maybe not in size but like they weren't catching much of anything tough day but they still a lot of fun to fish with those guys i would do it again in a heartbeat but at the same time you know i'm i'm kind of out of just due to work and everything else the the time to keep up with what's even going on in tournaments i just felt like hey i don't have i don't have a shitload to add to the episode so you do you i'll do me but here we are we're back again we are uh and yeah it was uh it was fun had a good time uh bullshitting with those guys and as i said before we're going to try to do that after uh every every event so uh you know stay tuned for future episodes but i teased this episode uh on that one and we have one person that is not on with us that I think we will be eventually should eventually be able to get on here to uh, to talk about everything that is going I, to. I'm assuming he's a busy son of a bitch. Dude, he, so. he probably is a very busy son of a bitch. And I at can least understand start, why. At least start now through the summer. Yeah. 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 He's going to be very busy. And the person we are talking about was our guide for the unbelievably amazing trip that Nick and I took out to Montana at the beginning of the month. Um, I don't know what to say to it other than that. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, we'll just give some background yeah. first, and which is I had initially planned to go to Las Vegas just to be a complete asshole and do asshole things in Las Vegas in May. And I decided on a whim to change my flight and go to Bozeman and figure out somewhere to go from there to go fishing found, which, you know, I, I say found, but it, you know, it's, it's out there for the public um, because it's a pretty, well-known i guess fly fishing mecca which is ennis montana like right on the madison river and there's so many other rivers you know like within an hour or two from there so it's kind of a hub for fly fishing small town it kind of revolves around fishing in the fishing season so decided to go there mentioned to greg um i think he begged his sweet sweet wife 
enough to where she said, yeah, go ahead. And there we went, we went short trip. It wasn't just um, my sweet, sweet wife. It was also my amazing mother who helped with the kids for the whole the week. Whole, so the whole fam family. Yep. You know, let, let him go and, you know, experience what there is. And it was a short trip. It's tough for me to take long trips now to do work, but so I do a lot of short, you know, quick trips. So we just did a, a Wednesday through a Saturday, but um, it kind of encompassed everything about fishing, you know, from trying to find them to like damn near a banner day, considering the conditions and then full circle to like tough fishing, you know, like all of it in a short period of time, which that's that's what makes fishing fishing. That's why we do it. Can't all be the best days, but I think the trip in general was just something we would we do every year, a couple times a year if we could, without a doubt. Um, yeah, there there would even be a second thought of, hey, Greg, do you want to go again? It it would be in, right. instant. Um, and actually. Nick and I, you know, have another very, very big trip potentially planned for the talking future yeah, that we're talking sure. about. Um, and ironically, you know, we were just having a conversation about this earlier today, and it was that if things fall through with Alaska for next year, um, we both are completely in favor of looking at going back to Ennis and going and yeah. doing you know, a little bit of a longer, uh, longer stay out there and get some more time on the water and everything. But this trip, you know, Nick brought it up to me. Um, obviously I've heard of the Madison river. Um, you know, you it's hear bucket, bucket list trout fishing, you yeah, know, there's it, like X number of trout per square, whatever of water, you know? So it's just, just one of those trips that like, if, if you're, you know, we both like bass fishing, but we also are big into fly fishing. Like most trout fly fishers, it's it's on their list, um, especially in the lower 48, without a doubt. Like that's that's always up there. It's in the, it's, it's probably a top 10 river. I'm not going to say probably. It, it's, in a, it's like a top 10 river in the lower 48 of where you want to go fly fishing. And there's a, there's a ton of other rivers you know, just as comparable around that area. And then you get into the scenery and everything. And so, you know, the, I won't say the short story because we're on a podcast. We're supposed to talk about this shit, but we fly out of Pittsburgh and at Denver, then we get into Bozeman, small airport in Bozeman. And it's a short hour trip, you know, a little, little Southwest, uh, mostly South from Bozeman, run a car, get down there. Yes, there are, the fancy lodges you you can do i know there's some of the you know all-inclusive type places those um, are those are for mr and mrs mrs haverkamp so yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely we'll probably get into more of that a little bit but uh we decided to go the cheaper route which was just a little motel um the little motel had a bar and restaurant kind of thing right next to it yep. um so that was definitely a plus because you know, you literally walk out your door, walk 20 steps, and then you have a beer. So, you know, you can get your own, but you know, we did it, we did it cheap, um, as cheap as we could, you know. Like I think most of our money 
went to the guide and that was still reasonable. You know, it was either, it was a guide and flights, like our room and food was, was not a priority on this trip. It was, it was fishing. So it was getting there and getting in a drift boat. And I think we accomplished that. Like we were talking like, okay, what are we saying? We spent like 1500 bucks a person. It was a half week, but we did like two full day, like long ass guided yeah, we trip boat trips. We fished I mean, our asses and off both with days. airfare, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, um go yeah, ahead. Gonna, we both said um at the same time. Yeah, like, we did. We're both gonna say something. Yeah, it was it was something where, as I said, Nick brought it up and it was like, okay, I I definitely could do this. I want to do this. It's gonna be a great time. And once we got the okay to do it, you know, as we got closer and closer, and I did some research and started watching some videos on youtube and going yeah, down yeah rabbit hole and it it was just an unbelievably amazing trip i mean as nick said we flew into yellow bozeman yellowstone airport and just the scenery and that stuff where it's just like man you're, you're just surrounded by the rockies yeah we live in it, western pa it, it is beautiful i love it here I'm not originally from here. I'm from Houston, Texas. Very flat. You know, great, great saltwater fishing. Like I, I miss the hell out of that. Great restaurants, miss the hell out of that. But you know, it's beautiful where we live. I think, but yeah, it's just kind of a there. whole different level of holy shit. You're 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 out here, and you know, I don't think we have a lot of people like from Montana who are going to listen to this. But like, good on you for living where you live. I know it's kind of grown, you know, there's a whole thing about it. You know, there's, there's probably some pissed offness to some of the locals, how, how much it's grown. Um, Cause you know, the hidden gem is no longer hidden kind of scenario of, of that part of the world. So people are moving there and it's not just, you know, outdoorsmen. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's the growth of, of everything. But that, I mean, like we talked with uh, our guide, you know, it's, it's very, common for a lot of areas that are like that and everything and you know you get some attention brought to it with uh, a river runs through it the movie that was filmed out there yeah and obviously with yellowstone the tv show yeah so two Um, big two big hits of of media you know yeah pushing people like we want to you know it's like it's like the new you know push like lewis and clark type shit you know mm -hmm. we're gonna push west and, and go where there's nobody and then you find out there's a lot of fucking people there yeah um but End of the day, will we go back? Absolutely. But we can get into some details um, just to kind of go over what our trip entailed and why, you know, honestly, why people should think about going out there. Like if you've never been, I, I've never been. So I, I've done just full disclosure. I have done some fishing out West, not a lot. Um, a couple of years ago, I was out work for a training thing in Denver <laughs> And I ended up going and floating down the Colorado River. And that was actually my first experience in like a fly fishing, like drift boat, you know, um, doing that, just fishing for wild fish. And, and it was, it was great. I mean, great experience. Um, this actually took it up a notch, I think. To uh, me. Yeah. Um, it, this is something where I feel that I'm, I'm spoiled now. I mean, yeah, you know, we will get 
you know, trying to hold off on like diving into the main details about a lot of the stuff for how the days went for us. But, um, you know, back into flying into to Yellowstone and then getting everything set up. Luckily, our gear all made it out there, which was something that was a little bit of a, uh, you know, worry for us that we had some transfer uh, luggage and everything, but all of our gear made it and, you know, packed up into a rental uh, and took off and started driving to Ennis. And it literally, Nick, I mean, it wasn't even what, 15 minutes down the road. And it was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, this is yeah, I think amazing we, out here. And we probably hit the, um, I guess, the lower part of the Madison real quick. You're already seeing drift boats, you know, you start seeing the mountains real, you know, because you're right in the valley. So you get closer and closer to the mountains. Then all of a sudden, oh, shit, like, okay, we drove over the Gallatin River, which is another, like, bucket list river for people. However, you know, what we experienced was we knew we were going in May. And I had the conversations with the guy and everybody else. It's like, May can be great. May can be awful. But yep. it was like you take that chance because it's easier to get in, easier to get out. Everything's a little cheaper. It's not as crowded, things of that nature. Yeah. And what Montana had experienced, and I believe, you know, Utah, all that area, they had a pretty harsh winter um, with a lot of snow. And then a week before we left, had some incredible highs, like damn near 80 degrees earlier than they were expected, which means like you have all that snow runoff starts more than expected. So yeah, there were some areas of water that we might've hit. Like I know we were talking to the guide a little bit about we, we flew in and we had the opportunity to just do kind of some walk-in waiting and do our own thing for an afternoon. Cause we got in pretty early, like 11 yeah. o'clock. We yeah, were, we were in we were in Ennis by like yeah noon. Yeah. So, Shout out to uh, Gravel Bar for uh, our oh, first yeah. lunch out yeah. there, and there, there, it was there, there's not much, there's no. not many places to eat in Ennis, but like the Gravel Bar is the absolute boobies. Yeah, like, it was it was good. It was very good. I had but a, yeah, uh, you know the Ruby is one that I I definitely was on our radar because I looked it up a little bit. Um, it's, it's friendlier to like the walk-in waiting style. Cause you're not, you're not seeing drift boats every 10 seconds down that river. It's just kind of a walking style river, at least from my understanding, but all like the smaller rivers and tributaries were, were blown out. Yeah. Um, and like then the we, Madison we crossed over the Gallatin yeah. like pretty quickly the and yeah. it was like, <laughs> yeah, we were, we're like, worried. Oh my it was gosh. total chocolate milk. I was like, eh, well, I I understand they trouble. sell beer in yeah. NSO. We might just have a drinking weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the the further you went up, um, and it's weird we say up, we're going south, but like upriver is like closer to Yellowstone, closer to um Wyoming and shit. So yeah. like it's it's kind of flowing the opposite of what your brain wants to tell you. Yeah. Especially for outsiders. Like every everybody else in town is just like so fluent in that. Um, and it took me a minute to like realize that okay, upriver is south and downriver is north, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. it's it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic. Yeah. So the further we went south, the cleaner the water we had. We ended up waiting, and it, I think we both almost both 
lost our lunch and had some full waders of water like the first time we went out because we were trying to like yeah go to the middle of the damn madison and the madison is is way wider a lot more cfs than like we're, we're used to here yeah it definitely was you know western pa we're used to small streams you fish like downside or upside of riffles and you hit into some deeper like cut bank pockets and that sort of thing and uh this out there is you know what it's the nickname is the 50 mile riffle and or i believe it's i don't know if that's like the actual like that. river yeah, yeah. There's, there's a port there's a portion of the madison that's that's yeah, yeah I think that that's they refer to it as that and it definitely you know it wasn't even like what 15 feet off of the bank whenever you step in and you're like oh shit i wish i had a walking stick right now like we both almost said it at the exact same time past you know i i caught you were still getting ready in the car and i caught my first fish and i but like as soon as i went past knee deep it was it was was a lot to handle yeah Yeah. it was it was a little bit worrisome so we we got into a spot that our guide um and we're going to just keep referring to him as our guide until we actually dive into yeah, who we'll, our guide we'll talk was. about him quite uh, a bit. And he dropped us a pin. Um, it was about... Uh, who was about the, first of all, who the fuck... I, I, so I have fished with a lot of guides over the years. Like if I go out of town on a vacation... I've been on family vacations and I will find a guide. I have never had a guide. We're like, oh, you're in a day early. Here, here's where you need to go. You're just going to do some walking, waiting. Here are some options for you. Check this out. Yeah. Like, these are probably the flies you want to use. Like, abs- just being a guide unpaid, basically. Yep. You know, he didn't tell us exact holes, but he gave us general areas, like where to drive to, where to park. Like, it was, um, and, you know, it, it may sound like we're, you know, giving him a little favors, but, like, the dude was phenomenal leading up on the water and after every yep. bit of it was was great and so I, or, it's hard to say more about the dude and you know we'll he'll have a couple of big shout outs when we kind of get to the point where of this conversation where we start getting down river like right, yeah. right now we're yeah. at we flew in we ate lunch and okay now we're going to do our own thing because we didn't want to do a guide for a half a day on the day we flew in so yeah. what we did and yeah he, we ate lunch went to a fly shop got a little more intel took that intel with the same intel that our guy that we had booked for the next day had and then drove south upriver. let's go to yeah. the water like no no fucking around we had like a beer you know what i mean we're here to fish we're here short time we're wednesday we fly out saturday Let's get on some. Let's get on the water. Fish, yeah, you know, and we we drove. Uh, it was about a half hour away from where we were staying. Yeah, um, got to Kept going south. There, there's yep. a, I can't remember the road, but like it Just, basically follows that is. Yeah, it goes right along the Ennis and everything, and you know, it was only it was only a half hour drive, and I remember talking to Nick about this, where it was, dude. I would be comfortable driving two hours to a spot to fish just because of how unbelievably beautiful it was to get to the water. Yeah, um, see, it's a lot, it seems a lot like better nothing, than that trip to Erie. Because you're just like, 
you're you're trying to hang your camera like your phone out the window to take pictures like yeah we we time. looked like tourists on the way it's totally oh, fine doubt. we i mean yeah. we, we were we were tourists yeah, we so were. it's okay yeah. i guess it's okay to look like it it was the first time um it was funny like one of the first people we actually talked to yeah and a fly shop there was from newcastle, newcastle. which yeah. is and hour north of me maybe in like 35 yeah. 40 minutes away from me yeah yeah so like okay he's like ah, i moved here so and, you know instant like western pa connection so kinda... yeah you can always find someone from western pa anywhere you go it seems yeah. like so we get to leaves, apparently <laughs> yeah we get to the spot that our guide uh pinned for us and um uh we ended up getting into the water as nick said i'm still like walking down to the stream nick started out with uh using his euro rig uh i was gonna throw some streamers and it took me a little bit to get set up i look down and all of a sudden nick has a fish that he's bringing in so i run my ass to on the water almost fall in as i try to get out to him it was definitely a good side it was yeah. like yeah. you hadn't even gotten the water yet and i've already had you know a trout on on the line so it was, it was a good sign it was um you know got uh got some pictures got back in the water we both kept started well i started fishing he kept fishing and we probably worked maybe i don't know like what a quarter mile section of the river i would say maybe. it was yeah that's when we kind of started figuring like this is tough to work this water as fast as it is like yeah you wanted to get a little you wanted to get in there a little more to hit some of those seams, um, which is probably why a lot of people, you, well, you know, you don't see as many waiters. You see yeah. a lot of drift boats. Yeah, you know? there was only one and there's, other there's person. There's probably a reason for that. Yeah, but, there was you know, only here, one person Here we, we are, like, wade dudes yeah. from Western PA, just like, I'm going to walk down the goddamn middle of the Madison River. Yeah. Um, not uh, recommended. I mean, yeah. you can catch fish, but it definitely was. Uh, it was it tough. Was a, it was tough. Tough going, and it, um, it wasn't. It wasn't the fishing. I mean, there's no. so many fish there. It's just trying to get set up to catch them where they are. You know, th- that was tough. So you know where we're going with that. Like we ended up backing out. Yeah, we we ended up walking a little bit further upstream, or I was actually further up from where Nick was. Found some deeper i tried to hit that pocket like while you're walking up because like you know i caught a fish here yeah there's a good chance there's probably like another stack of fish somewhere yeah right there like i want to try to get them but like yeah it was i think just trying to hold my footing was was, i I gave it a little too long but yeah it was a little it was a little bit too much but we ended up i walked up further up river um as i said i was throwing some streamers you know my whole whole thing i had in my head was like man it would be awesome to like chuck some big streamer out there and have some big brown trout come up and just smash it and catch this you know 20 inch brown trout on the madison river with a trout spay rod and everything it ended up not working out which is totally fine but what we did find is a very deep pocket uh behind some boulders and we it's got kind of like it was kind of like where an undercut bank met a fucking boulder and just like the water just scooped out the shit underneath yeah so. and we 
we sat there for probably an hour and a half to two hours and caught a number well, of yeah, fish. Yeah, after running around, no, dude, I think we were there for at least two, two and a half hours. Okay. Like, we ran around for a bit. You know, you went up, I went down, then we kind of met. I, I started catching fish there. And I was, you know, you were way up from me. I caught a trout and a couple white fish. And you were way up from me. And I was like, dude, like, this is it. Because you could basically yep. fish from it from the bank. You didn't have to worry about getting, you like, when we got in the water, like, you're in the slower shit. So it was fine. Yep. You were less than knee deep. You know, and even when he went out to like a little past knee, it was like a, a slower, I wouldn't call it a pool because nothing, There's not if really you're listening there. from, if you're listening from Western PA, like the difference in pools is, is way different. Like you're thinking of deep, super slow, like the pool, the pools they might consider there or not. They're, you know, they're just a little slower. A little usually behind a rock or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. something's making it more accessible, but it's not as obvious. So you have to kind of have just that sense of like reading, reading water on that river. Highly, highly important to know how to read water because I, I don't think like if you don't have any experience reading it, and all you're used to is just a deep ass slow pool, and that's all you fucking know, like. Good luck, dude. There's yeah, there's, you're not find there's millions there. of fish here, but if you don't know where they are, it, it's gonna be tough, man. Yeah. So yeah. like you you have to be a lot more detail oriented to me to be able to find the fish in that river. And I, I we caught on to it pretty quick, but it it still took us a minute of okay, this is not our home river. This is not what we're used to. So like let's put this in like a microscope of, yeah you let's know what, what we need to see yeah of what we're used to seeing instead of drastic riffle to like deep ass drop-offs it goes from riffle to like maybe just a little slower maybe just a little deeper maybe you know i i what that's one thing i've learned in like the euro shit is like pocket water and stuff like that so it's either right behind a boulder or like some of these were i wouldn't call it quite pocket water but it's it's just closer to like pocket water than it is some of the pools we're used to in this we're part of the country yeah so we ended up uh we caught a number of fish um nick caught four or five trout if i'm not mistaken i was only able to get one trout in the net it's the only trout i actually hooked we both caught a number of white fish which are a native fish that they have out there and you know i've heard and my dad and i actually were just talking about this the other day um because he went out to yellowstone whenever he was a kid and my grandfather took a fly rod and they were fishing and my dad took it to just try to use it and he caught white fish and apparently there was some older guy that was fishing near him that the guy was like just throw those on the bank don't put them back in the water and you know apparently that was a common thing um and our guide was saying that it's kind of gotten away from that a little bit and everything but they were fun fish to catch i mean some of them were a good 12 13 14 inch fish and like yeah they're like heavy suckers and fighting on steroids. And like, yeah you know they jump they like i was i know we both i can we'll get to the next day where we both had great days but like i was 
putting on a clinic on the damn whitefish. They love little pertagons. So yeah. I was running a rig that was like, I can't remember. So I, I was like a stone fly. And those trout were reading them stone, those bigger stone flies at the time. Um, so I was running, you know, just like a duo rig. I had, I think a stone fly at the bottom, you know, my tag, I had a little fucking shiny pertagon. I don't, you know, different colors. Like I could either run just, you know, just a straight, very simple pertagon or something like a uh, rainbow warrior pertagon style, rainbow warrior, something just as thin and flashy and they would just nail them. So yeah. like, you know, when you only have so much water to cover and the fish are there, yeah, man, I'm going to catch yep. them all. I don't give a shit. If it's trout or not, I'd rather be busy catching fish than not. Then not, and then yeah. just trying to get the one twenty-inch trout when we have limited water that we can walk to, based on the speed of the water, based on the CFS. Like, didn't have much to work with that day, just because you can't walk. You know, you could walk out there, but like, you get drenched. And then your waders are absolutely soaked. Like, where does that leave you for day two? This is our first day. Yeah. You I know, mean, I did, like I did take a little tumble. Luckily, I didn't get uh, any water down in the yeah, waders. I mean, I was, was my feet were sketchy, man. Yeah. And you're you're more like in in shape, quote <laughs> unquote. Yeah, quote unquote for sure. But yeah. anyway, we we caught fish, which you know that was definitely something that was a, a highlight of the trip was the fact that we were told a spot to go and we both were able to put a trout in the net and think like, okay, yeah. you know, we, we can catch some fish out here. And then we were told an area, you know, yep. and we took that broad area, dissected it. It definitely made us feel like anglers, you know, yeah. because Okay, we took this general area, which is, you know, a couple miles, and we walked it. We did what we needed to do. We identified high target areas. We found fish. We had a good time. Like, okay, this is what this shit's about. You know, this is why you put in the time to try to learn, and you put in the time to just craft your technique a little bit. So when you get to an area you've never been way different than what you're used to like you still have some semblance of here's where i think there are fish and it turned out to be you know we had to move around a couple times but like not a whole lot turned out to be fairly accurate of um i bet you there are fish here and finding them you know we um we ended up doing well there I caught my first couple fish on Euro rig. Uh, I used Nick's yeah. Euro rod that he had, which was pretty awesome. I also I, rigged up bringing my... him to the freaking dark side here. Yeah. Uh, I also rig. Nick um, had to laugh with it. Cause I, I had my spay rod and I put on the floating head, tied a leader onto it and was using it almost like a Euro rig and just trying to bounce the bottom. And I caught a fish on that as well. Somehow yeah. I was able to feel a bite with it. Uh, but yeah, day one was, was awesome. Okay. So part two of our, uh, Montana recap, we had to unfortunately cut things off the other night. I got called out for work. So, uh, you know, 
is what it is, but we are just kind of recapping and finishing up day one. Um, you know, just got to the point where we talked about uh, getting off the water, going back to the gravel bar, eating some dinner. And that's kind of about it, you know, saying about how Ennis was just a small little town that revolves around fishing and, uh, you know, not very many options to go to. But, um, you know, shout out Gravel Bar for uh, some decent food for a couple meals for us on day one, for sure. Yeah, it's like really two and a half meals if you count the little attached brewery pizza place you know yeah Yeah. it's all the same basically the same building i guess you can walk from one to another but yeah so good it was and uh just nice to sorry rufus is down here so it was day one was awesome i mean i know we've said about it in in the first bit of the episode that we talked it was just a great great experience to get out there and do some fishing on our own and catch catch stuff and um that led into what i felt like were probably high expectations for us for day one of the guide trip um which was day two of our trip in total and i you have float uh did some float fishing before and if done it once i've done yeah. it once you know like actual float like or as far as fly fishing is concerned i've done other boat shit and salt water and elsewhere but when it's yeah floating down a river in an actual like drift boat yeah i've only done it once at the colorado river um kind of I guess northwest of Denver somewhere. I can't remember even the name of the damn town I was in, but you know, I drove for about an hour and a half from Denver to get to a portion of the Colorado River. And it was great, but you know, I always wanted to do it again. That's the reason for this trip, really, was I wanted to do some drift boat fishing. Uh from you know, using a fly rod, go after some trout in some waters that don't get to see every day. Yeah. It was, it was pretty cool. Uh, just the whole, the whole thing of being in the boat, I wasn't really sure how I was going to handle it. Honestly, I was, I don't want to say intimidated, but it was like, man, this is completely out of my element. I mean, having a fly rod in hand and trying to, you know, figure out how to do casts and like where to, you know, set up to do your drifts and everything. Uh, but our guide gave some very, very good instruction on how to do it, how to keep us safe. So we didn't hook each other, hook him. Yeah. We'll um, just talk, we'll just talk about the guide a little bit. I'm sure. Cause we're going to be talking about him a lot, but we hired, um, yeah, it's, it's called like his website's called Montana Fishman. Yep. Um, dude's name is Brian Rosenberg. Um, he's, you know, as far as what we heard in town is that we hired the dude or at least one of the dudes who could put you on fish when fishing conditions are not the best. And what's it's kind of what we experienced was, you know, not ideal fishing conditions, but that's, that's fishing. You know, I think, I know we talked about it in the first little part before we got cut off was, you know, long winter, Followed by unseasonably warm weather, meaning uh, runoff started a little early, a little early. But uh, we went and met up with a guide, Brian, you know, rather he picked us up from yeah. our from our little motel 
And, uh, you know, we cruise, you know, south, you know, just about an hour um, on the Madison in search of some cleaner water. Um, and we found that, you know, it was wasn't crystal clear, but it was like nice, you know, that nice shade of green. You're kind of looking for them. definitely a little higher, a little faster, apparently, you know, which we experienced we trying the to first wait day. It. Yeah, because yeah. we, we were down a little further. So it was kind of the same water. And I believe where we were at was that part where it's only you can only wait, walk in, wade. Um, you, you can't fish from the boat. You can have a boat in there, but you can't fish from the boat. I can't remember how he phrased it, but yeah, that's um, where we were that's the first the just, day. Yeah. But like right past that bridge down there is where you can put a boat in and, and yep. go and, and fish from the boat. Um, so that's what we did. And it was a it was a long, long day, but um it didn't take more than uh, what are we? 20 yards from the ramp before we hooked up the first time it was that far it was literally like we went across the bridge the like went across the river turned in left into the parking lot where the launch was at we loaded everything up and he was like i want to get on that side of the river um right against that that bridge pillar because there's like some little pocket water right there sure enough you you caught the first fish out of the boat that day. So, yeah, yeah, it did not take long at all. And then um, from there, we just kept moving downstream. And what we were doing was it was, it was pretty much all nymph fishing. Um, we were looking out, we were hoping to, you know, maybe find some caddis or something like that hatching because around Mother's Day that happens um, on the Madison, but it just, it wasn't turned on at all. So it was all nymph fishing pretty much all day. You know, Greg did start with streamer rod that day just to try to, you, you moved a couple fish, right? With it. With yeah. Streamer. I caught a couple, uh, nothing in particular, um, nothing big. That was the hope was that kind of the same as what my mindset was on the first day. Um, was that I was going to, you know, throw the streamer, catch something some big brown or something along those lines and it just didn't work and he was so kind of just backtracking real quick on brian um we picked or nick picked him i mean i guess it was somewhat of a joint effort for us but just to give even more of like a shout out than what you know the for what we need for this guy Nick emailed him just asking about things in general and dude sent back like a six paragraph reply on. I, I did the same. And just to put that out, I did the same thing with like three or four different guides. Um, this dude got back to me within like maybe a day or so. The, uh, like another one took a few days and just kind of said, Yeah we can get you out fishing and catch some fish. And then like the third, I don't think like it it was about either the same or I didn't get a response, but really immediately when I read Brian's response and kind of how detailed it was and given me information that I was seeking, um, I just, I kind of, I think I texted Greg and said, Hey man, look at the email I forwarded you. This is the guy we should just hire him. Like let's, there's no sense in, you know, yeah, looking there, around anymore. There wasn't even like, conversation about it. It was just yeah. like I opened up the email you forwarded me, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like this dude and, just and went I've, in. And I've hired guides. Obviously, you know, we talked about Colorado. I've hired guides in Texas and Tennessee, 
Um, so where else? There's several other Pennsylvania. That you I, did a guide in here too. Yeah, I did a guide. You know, here too. You know, from time to time, I'll go out, especially when I'm out of town. Uh, Carolinas, you know, like Outer Banks. I've done guides there. Like if I'm at a vacation around some water, I'm going to try to take a day and go out with a guide and catch some fish. And this dude was easily the most detailed and informative guide that I've ever had conversation with early on, especially. So, you know, not it, is, it wasn't just that, yes, I can put you on the fish when you get up here and you pay me. It's, oh, you guys are going to be in town a little early. Well, if you want, I'll drop you, you know, some pins, uh, you know, you know, a few days from your trip. So based on where I think you might be able to find some fish for like your walk in stuff. Um, but or we can try to do a half day, you know, whatever you guys want. And I was like, hey, we'll probably, you know, just due to flights. You never know what the hell's going to happen there. We'll probably just stick the walk in plan. But, yeah, um, that would be wonderful if you did that. And he was true to his word when, you know, we were a few days out. He texted me, you know, three or four different different pins and said, hey, like, here's what you want to look for. Here's probably some bugs you want to use, you know, things of that nature. And it was all that was even everything was way different for us because, you know, I'm used to using a lot smaller stuff in yeah. Pennsylvania. We're using what, like size 10 and 12 stoneflies, maybe even eight. Yeah, they know, were. So, I mean, yeah. they would be equivalent to stuff. I mean, granted, we catch stillhead on small flies and everything yeah. as well never up in Erie but like these were these were big and one of the um I mean granted we can catch it on woolly buggers too but um yeah yeah that's true it seemed to be they were just you know they were always kind of keyed in on them at this time I guess it could be a time of year thing I know there was a mid-season up here too or up you know Montana yeah but you know, we were we were running those those bigger stone flies. I think every single day is where we were catching them on was the main thing. Yeah, everything we had set up and O'Brien set up for us, um, it was all tandem rigs, um, and typically it was a stone fly up top, and then it was some sort of smaller pattern underneath it. I really wasn't paying like overly, you know. In detail, I, I was what, running double stone flies sometimes with different color profiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and we were just mixing it up, egg. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. eggs. Egg steak pattern. and eggs. Yeah. Steak and eggs yeah. all day. Steak yeah. and eggs. Yeah, that was that um, was the thing. So, it was, it was just it was an unbelievably cool experience, and like you said, I think no matter what, I know we would have had a good time doing the float but he just was i was just impressed with like how hard he worked to get us into spots um you know and he stopped in a number of areas for us to get out and like do some fishing like some waiting and really hit some air you know keying on some nicer looking water and it was probably it was what, like 15, 20 minutes into the float, we had our double. Yeah. Um, wasn't long at all. No. And then we should have had two if somebody didn't drop a fish during picture <laughs> yeah. time. But yeah. hey. Yeah, that was uh that was pretty fun. That 
I still love the fact that he got that picture like so perfectly of me just like laughing in the background and you looking down at the water like well yeah we were, we were we were trying to take a picture of a double up and we were out of the boat and just as soon as the picture was snapped like you see greg like you can tell Dude, my fish just it. goes falling yeah, the it's done yeah see you later yeah you know quick release but yeah i mean it was being on a boat it's always different you know you're casting what we're looking for like we said before you know in in the water types it didn't take us, you know, I, I'd say the first hour was, he was coaching us up quite a bit on what to look for, but I don't know, man, an hour or two in, we started getting our, after lunchtime, we were just in a damn groove. Like we knew yeah. before he even said it, what was coming up, we knew where we should be casting. Like we were yep. swiveling back and forth from center river to cut bank and back and just, you know, just blasting. I mean, I was sore after day <laughs> one i mean we did a lot it was like rapid fire casting you know yeah. the whole time you know except for the times we hopped out but like we were in the boat a lot and we, we covered we covered some ground for damn sure but like we so. we had said to him and we had mentioned it in the first part of this is that we went out there to fish like we were not tourists that were just like decided to do a guide trip down the river like we we wanted to fish and we told him that look dude like we will as long as you want to be in the boat and put us on fish we will keep fishing like there's no question about that whatsoever for us and it just it worked now we did have on that on that he tailored he tailored this to us i'll tell you because yeah you know and i don't even remember us talking about it last time but the deal is like there's a lot of lodges up there, um, which is you know similar to any kind of fishing mecca in America. There, you know, there's just places where they're gonna feed you the, the three square meals a day. They're gonna provide the guys. You know, they're gonna shuttle you to the river. You're gonna have a five course meal when you get off. Like we were just trying to find a place to get a hamburger as we get off. So like <laughs> it doesn't it didn't matter to us about like timing or anything. No. Um, so he was like, well, you guys want to be on the water. I'll do a long float with you. You know, like yep. the same price, like no, no difference. He goes, I like to do longer trips, but you know, it's just sometimes you get, you get these folks out there that, you know, everything is just so it, it's not completely about the fishing anymore. You know, you have the nice lodge and, you know, cocktail hour you have to get to, you know, and, and things of that nature, like, our cocktail hour was on the damn river. I was just going to say the exact same thing. So, Our like, cocktail hour was drinking I, beers on the boat. So yeah, absolutely, and you know he was in for it. So I, yeah, I think he picked us up about seven seven thirty in the morning, something like that. And yeah, we he had said there was no off reason the water about the. We were getting off that like river six, about the same time. Yeah, yeah. it was like six forty five or something. The first day was yeah, it was it was a damn near seven o'clock. So. You know, long day, but, you know, we did, we put a lot of fish in the boat. I think we said about 40. Yeah, it was all together. Roughly. It was 40 fish. Um, we, and I think like, I didn't have a, exactly, but I didn't either. I, 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 I didn't. I know I had 20 plus and I think you had about the same. So I just kind of said, yeah, 40. yeah. Like that's we what were, was nice about it too, was the fact that we had like you and I both felt like we had a really good day. 
Yeah. Is that mean we were catching fish on a pretty regular basis? We did have that, you know, two ish hour lull where the wind really picked up and it seemed like it was just pushing us oh, out yeah. so hard. Yeah, it, right it, was before tough, lunch. it was tough casting for a minute. Yeah. Um, because it was just, man. If you're trying to get a long cast, it was just blowing. Your, it was hard to get a drift right, even though he's trying to keep up with it just because you're lying. You almost had to like try to get it. I almost wanted it on the water instead of like what you're doing with high stick and keeping it off the water. You like yeah. weren't on the water because it would counteract that wind trying to push it like a sail. So, yeah, I mean, we have we still had some conditions um, based on everything else that was going on between runoff and wind and you know like the front blew in that damn day yeah it did um so we started off kind of prefrontal but like the front blew in lunchish time you know like you're warm and then all of a sudden it was like damn it, it showed on off coat. on us yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's like, like I, sh- like, I, you know, I yeah, dropped mid-day. a layer and then all of a sudden I was like, I need to put a layer back on. I'm getting a little bit chilly here. Right. Um, but yeah, that was, you know, we had talked about, um, you know, if you have never seen, if you've never done a float in a boat on the river or you've never done, um, you know, or even seen it or did one on your own, however I want to say this, um, the guide sits in the middle and then you have a an angler in the front, an angler in the back. And we, you know, as I said before, he taught us how to cast and everything. We had talked about if it seemed like one side was getting more action than the other, that we would flip-flop if need be. And we ended up not even doing it. I think it like dawned on us 75, 75% through the day that we're like oh shit we never switched seats but it didn't matter because honestly like i said it was a 40 40 or 40 plus fish day for us and honestly i want to say that you and i were probably within three to five fish of each other the entire day like it was not one person was just hammering and the other person was you know watching them catch we both were equally catching fish and that's what made it even you know more fun for us being you know buddies doing this trip and everything it was cool as shit and then you know we got off the water that day um went back in the he took us back into the lodge we actually ate dinner at the lodge that night yeah i was beat to shit i was i was the same i was like i I, this trip's gonna be great we got a bar across the street from our little motel cabin thing we're going to go get hammered and then we're going to go fishing all day. And then like at, I don't know, nine 15, we're looking at each other like, God damn tired. I'm going to eat my, my chicken and I'm just going to go to bed. Yeah. Um, And then the damn time changed. It's still messed with me. Like yeah. Thursday and the Friday, I woke up at like, and we went to bed out there probably 10 ish, 10 between 10 and 11. And I was back up at like four. It's like, yeah. this sucks. Like, I can't fall back asleep. Um, so I literally just laid in my bed for a while watching, you know, stuff on my phone and everything. But so we, Nick and I talked on Thursday night while we were at dinner because we didn't really know what our game plan was going to be for Friday. Um, you know, we we're like, man, we had such an awesome day. Do we go and hit that same area again? You know, we fished and we held pretty much like, 
the right side of the river the entire way. Um, sometimes we got in the center for our casting, but mostly we were holding that bank that whole time, which we've kind of learned that he kept us there because he had confidence in us being, you know, decently good fly fishermen that we could stay there make and not the, be getting make the cast because like you would yeah. get hits you know uh, within a foot from the bank so you yeah. had to put it there and the thing is like if you put it too far you know you're stopping you're, hung the, up on you're the stopping bank. the fishing yep. it just it screws everything up so yeah you know especially especially after about an hour and then you just you kind of get your sea legs there and you, and you get that distance you know where you know you just, you know, you just know where that distance is. You know how much line you have out and you can make those shots. You know what I mean? So we were, yeah. we were making them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just, we did just hug and bank, you know, a lot of little undercut banks, you know, we did, we did in some pockets, you know, behind boulders quite a bit and caught a lot of fish there too. Yeah. Um, but also the right side, just the way that system is, they were getting, that left side was like we're saying like facing downstream left and right left side was was muddier yeah and, it, was, it had and then like off. further down is where that all that water kind of mixes so yeah you're, you're already seeing you're seeing that runoff on the one side but it's just not mixed on the other side that yet yeah so like you have a cleaner section of water on one side of the river versus the other. So that's what we were gravitating toward that, that cleaner water, you know, that day. And then I, like, I talked to him while we were going and just asked him, you know, like all the other boats we saw were staying right in the middle of the river. And that kind of led into the conversation of it's a little bit easier as a guide to have people that aren't necessarily experienced anglers in the center of the river because they're not going to get hung up and it's easier for them to cast and that sort of stuff. So as a guy, they're not pulling out knots and shit every, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I guess they can't, they're still pulling out wind knots and whatnot, but like they're not having to get shit hung up in trees and bushes. And yeah. So, you know, kind of made, kind of made Nick and I feel a little bit good about ourselves too. We're well, like, look hey, at us. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we know what we're doing here. Yeah. Uh, so that Thursday night at dinner, we talked and we're like, okay, do we talk to Brian about, do we hit the same water? We kind of had a little bit of a conversation on the, on the ride back to the lodge and, uh, you know, we, we both essentially said, you know what, we had a really, really good day with numbers. Uh, we had some fish of size, but I think our biggest one that day was like 18 and a half. Um, I think you caught a brown that was that size. I caught a rainbow that, that was that size. Was, that brown was 19 and something. Yeah. By the way. Oh, well, sorry. Um, like at a, maybe a quarter or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, I know but, it wasn't quite as big as your one you got coming up, but yeah. It so was, it, it was a, it was, a, I remember distinctly. Yeah. And it was a pretty one too. It had that like, yeah. the, that awesome, you know, brown trout uh, appearance to it and everything. Very so we said, yeah. we said like, let's go for, you know, screw it. Like, let's see some different water. Let's go for size on day two. And we ended up talking to Brian that morning uh, about what we felt like our game plan was. He was down for it. He told us that the water was going to be a lot different. It was going to be a little bit dirtier um so a little bit quicker we're gonna have to try to find some you know 
we're definitely going to hit some of like these back little eddies from where the flows go and everything. And then we started talking about our numbers and he had said that, you know, he talked to some other guides and everything and come to find out that like the most fish put in a boat that he heard that day was like what, 10 or 12. So something like that. Yeah. yeah, So it was like, holy shit. Like we actually like that went from what felt to be like just a good day to like, that was kind of a banner day actually. I mean, granted it wasn't, you know, in terms of what you would want and having dry fly and, you know, them coming up and, grabbing stuff off of the top on you and that sort of thing yeah but but we it was still an awesome day we knew i knew that's why i mentioned to you this is early season you know like you don't know yeah you you know you you might get some big hungry dudes who've been wintering up all year you know or you might get nothing like yeah it's just kind of one of those things you know so uh It worked out for us on day one for sure. Yeah, yeah, and kind of avoided the crowd. Like, what do we see? Like five or six boats all damn day. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't many. Um, So we ended. uh, We fished a a different section on day two. Um, I mean, I'm just gonna throw it It in there. It was down. It was down river. You know, muddier, closer to Ennis, uh, dirtier water. you know, we had to had to make a return trip to the lodge that morning. You know, not not throwing why out. There would any we ever why. have to do that? <laughs> what, what did I forget? My you forgot your waiters. Oh yeah, <laughs> I hung my waiters in the closet and I forgot them. I didn't. Even, I wasn't even hung over. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So fortunately, it was close by water. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, it was kind of yeah. funny. Like we're getting ready, and Nick all of a sudden is like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "What's up, buddy?" He's like. I can't find my waiters. We started like pulling all of our gear out and I was like, they're, they're not here. And he's like, fuck, I left them in the closet. Yeah. But that's me. But Brian was super cool about it. We actually, uh, you know, we flipped around, drove back into the lodge. We weren't really that far into getting ready. And, um, he kind of started telling us some stories of like some guys that were notorious for like forgetting stuff and everything with their clients. And so it made us feel a little bit better, made you feel a little bit better, but you know, you still forgot your stuff. So yeah, I did. I, did. <laughs> I, I deserve all the bad things that happened to me because of that. But uh, day two, <laughs> and that was all the bad things did happen in day two. <laughs> yeah. Day two, uh, day two was slow. Um, and... Yeah. Didn't make the right call. Uh, but you know what? You don't take a shot. You know, you never yeah. know. Then you, um, then you regret it later. I don't, and you know what though? Like, I don't even necessarily say that I regret it. I really don't. It could have still been shit upriver. Well, I mean, we're we're talking like post frontal, windy yeah. as fuck. Like the whole yep. goddamn day. Like it was like that patch we had to deal with. But it was all damn day windy, and that we we're it was just man, it was struggling. Like I was throwing streamers for a while and couldn't get a damn follow couldn't get anything you know going on streamers we went back to nymphs and it was just it was just a lot of casting and struggling i mean we saw some cool shit we saw some some moose that day you know so we, we saw did. some wildlife and yep you know some some really nice views on that stretch you know yeah there so. there were a number of times where i personally would be just fishing and just stop and have to like you know you just look and you're just like holy shit like just it 
it's just so unbelievably beautiful out there. It truly yeah. is. I drank a couple extra beers on we that did. float for sure <laughs> because you know it's, it's uh-huh. you know what, what are you gonna do after after a while just cast 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 and nothing you're just like give me a damn yeah. beer please. So <laughs> we after you know a forty plus fish day on day one. Uh, we only put three fish in the boat on day two. It was four. It was I four. Caught, I caught a, that white fish. Oh, okay. So we had the three trout, one white fish. Yeah. The nice thing about it was that it was a nice white fish. Yeah, it was a nice white <laughs> fish. Uh, but the the fish that we caught, like I caught my biggest fish of the trip that day. You did as well. If I. Or I, I think I you think tied your other my, one. Yeah, my day, my day one, I think was like maybe a quarter inch bigger. But we both hit night over nineteen. Yeah, um, we on, didn't hit the twenty mark. Yeah, yeah, but still, like you know, it was I know couldn't couldn't get over that hump there. But like yours was just fat as hell. You yeah, know? I caught a like, big hen rainbow, and but like where we fished for them. It was definitely in completely different water than where we were catching fish at the day prior because both of us caught our fish in like slow, slow, slow water that were yeah. like these little, little back eddies basically of like a part of the river that breaks off and goes and just slows down a lot before it joins back into the main channel. Uh, damn, damn near still water at times. Yeah. Like if, if you had too much weight on there, you, your drift would just stop stop yep i mean i'm by too much i mean like one extra shot like little tiny shot like yeah it, it was just, not it was not much weight at all yeah so it was almost it was almost like lake fishing because you're you're talking you know there's sticks and stumps and shit you know you're trying to work around to get them up in there so yeah so we ended up um you know not having an unbelievably good day but it was still it was still awesome and like we said too it was it was the gamble we took and I think we ended up whenever we got off the water that day, we ran into those two dudes from San Diego. But they, they said the goddamn thing, right? Yeah. They said they floated the upper part where we did and they, Oh, that's right. That's they right. They only yeah. caught like a couple fish all day. So yeah, now I don't know if we would have been with Brian, if he would have put us in. Yeah. Maybe to catch fish, but I mean, like, th- those dudes, they seem like they knew what they were doing. Yeah, say appearances are one thing, but like yeah. they seem like they were there to fish and like not stay. You know, they seem to be like more on our level as far as like, hey, we're just like they were out there just fucking around fishing seven p.m. You know, they're not. Yeah, they're not they were getting fishing the five for dinner. Meal, that, meal yeah, they, they yeah. were. Fi- they so were, they were fishing camping for and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think whoever. Uh, I don't know if they said if it was the biggest fish or whoever caught the first fish. Um. They got I think it was dinner. just like any yeah. fish, you yeah. know, at that point, you know, like if, if you're not having a good day, it's any fish wins the uh, competition. Yeah. And we, we ended up, you know, I think we got to a point where um, we did see, I, I only wish on day two, we hit that one little spot that we had fish that were rising kind of on almost like not a regular but like we saw like four or five rise yeah in that one little area and i wish we maybe would have dropped anchor right there and fished that a little bit but even like you know we maybe would have caught something maybe we wouldn't have it's not that big of a deal but um 
we honestly got to a point where Brian was like, Hey, you know, we have a mile and a half. I have like three or four other spots that we can hit. And Nick and I were both like, dude, just paddle. Like we just want to drink a beer on the yeah. river and get back in the town and go eat some pizza. So, well, that's the thing. Like all, all the restaurants like closed by nine, was it? So, or yeah. eight, some of them, you know, there's not that many. So it's like, Hey man, like we, we kind of want to like not eat at the only gas station in town tonight. So let's yeah. just, it's, you you done awesome, man. We appreciate you. Like, let's just get back to the truck, have a beer on the way at the truck, you know, yep. and and just like enjoy what we did the last two days, um, rather than just trying to scrap for like maybe one more fish. That is what it felt of, like. It was like yeah. we are going to I mean, we already fished our asses off that day. Like he even said yeah. it too. He was like, you guys battle today. And uh, we we were just like, we're just done. So uh, there were some other cool things, though, about day two. We saw that yearling moose that was just chilling alongside the river, which was cool. Uh, we ended up seeing two other moose that were right by the launch where we took the boat out at that were just chilling on one of the little islands right there. I mean... But the funniest moose that we saw was the one that was chasing the lady and her dog oh, yeah. across that little prairie by yeah. those willows. We were just we're floating along. And I look out to my right and I see a dog running and then I see a lady like running. I was just like, oh, they're just like jogging along. And all of a sudden I just see this big damn thing behind them running. And I I just went to like say to Brian, like wait was that a and he was like yep that was a lady and her dog getting chased by a moose and i was just like jesus man it's just welcome like, to welcome, welcome to, the to montana yeah. yeah but so um, if you look back at it the amount of time we were actually not travel not anything we were casting on the damn water it was probably for a two and a half day trip 24 hours of casting just casting Man, yeah, just cause... moving your arm back and forth. So yeah, it's that's you know I'm I'm 44, man. Like I'm not super old, but it I was I was worn out, man. I was sore. I, yeah, like, I would you definitely know, agree. Things hurt. My, you know, you you feel it in your back and your shoulders and everything. You know, you you try to keep that good form, but like sometimes that good form starts going away when you get a little tired. Like. On day two, he was like, Hey man, like, hey, try to do this. Like, coach me yeah. up again. I was like, Hey man, I'm just like, I'm I'm sore still from yesterday. I had to pop a couple of leave this morning. So my form's starting to go with it. Yeah. I was like, but I appreciate what? the the you know, the heads up because I'm not thinking about it. I'm just like trying to huck a chalk. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, let's load, let's load the rod up the way it needs to be loaded. Yeah. Let's not try to fucking hero it out there. Um what actually hurt on me was so in the boats where you stand to fish, there's like little braces that you put your legs into and like you just lean into them with like your thigh. And I had a Charlie horse so bad on my, I think I can't remember which leg it was. If it was my left leg or right leg from, I think it was my left leg because I had it like pinned in there for day Probably one left leg because you were your left fishing leg on the right hand side there. of the boat yeah. yeah and you were and then you were facing yeah kind of like shore. at an angle behind the boat yeah i was like man that, my damn thigh like actually hurts really bad today uh whenever we like got up on friday 
but we we ended up just you know having a blast of a trip it it truly was um oh yeah without uh, a doubt slow day or not i i would go there every year if i could yeah twice a year if i could yeah i know and it was it was cool to see um you know the only thing we didn't see wildlife was elk which i was actually really surprised i i was shocked we saw moose but we didn't see any elk which brian even said the same thing he's like i expected them to be down in some of these prairies that we could see them but we saw mule deer pronghorn whitetail moose um nick thought he saw some sheep yeah i'm pretty sure i did on the ride back on the ride back to the airport they're up uh, saturday morning they're way up on a on a rock face yeah Yeah. uh but we saw definitely sheep saw a bunch of bald eagles osprey like even just that was cool but it still just goes back to you know taking 10 seconds away from fishing and just looking around and i went back through some of the videos i have from my gopro and you know they do it a little bit of justice and the pictures a little bit but not to the full justice of what it deserves like i mean it just unbelievably so picturesque the entire trip so um but the i think nick would probably agree that uh one of the other funny events of the trip was our dude at the bar that would not shut up about catching catching the biggest brown trout of your life at some like dam or something in northwest montana i I hope he's listening to this then he's gonna go out like murder you (laughs) in the uh in the dredge cuts gotta go and fish in the dredge cuts like nick and i would be talking and this guy if there was a a two-minute lull in conversation that he was not involved in he would just like two minutes like 30 seconds (laughs) he's like but seriously guys seriously fort something it was fort something uh yeah fort I know there's nobody from Montana listening to this. Yeah, let's in the comments. Fort, like that. Fort yeah. Beck, Fort yeah. Beck, go up to Fort Beck in the dredge cuts. You have to catch the biggest trout of your life. Like, oh yeah, how do I get there? Oh well, yeah. it's like six and a half hour drive from here. From here. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, this we're here for two days. From, this is an hour away from the airport. <laughs> yeah, he was but, in town for work or something like that. I mean, nice dude, but he like, like, like yeah. Greg said, it's like. You know, we were just tired. Kind of, my back was here hurting like hell that night, and yep. You know, he was just like, "But seriously, you got to go here." I'm like, "Hey, man, appreciate it, but yeah, nah, we're fishing. We're fishing Madison. That, actually, <laughs> that was on uh, that was on Wednesday night because we ate the gravel mm-hmm. bar for dinner that night too. So, yeah. Um, and then, uh, uh, what was the? Oh, damn, what was the pizza place? What was the brewery? Oh man, something tree, something tree. Was it crooked? Know. Not crooked tree. Here, I got the power of the internet. Yeah, in front of my in front of my face. I'm doing so the exact look. same thing. It was burnt tree. There you burnt, go. I told yeah. you it was something burnt tree. Good, brewing. good beer. Some did decent good, pizza. Yeah, did did have good beer. Had good pizza. Um, the bartender was super cool. She was a seemed to be a very av- avid outdoors woman angler um she showed us a picture they do uh snagging for paddlefish up there and she had people it's a real thing yeah and um 
she apparently like their skulls, their their snouts, and everything. They're all cartilage, and she had the uh, the one that she caught. They did like a beetle cleaning on it, and she put it in a shadow box with lighting and stuff. And it was just super cool to see like the matrix of their cartilage all through their uh, the paddle they have on their face and everything. It was it was pretty awesome, but. Yeah, shout out to them for a really, really good dinner for us on on Friday night. We got a couple different pizzas. Um, I and that's why we told them to paddle because we we had seen the pizza place and yeah. we looked at it like, holy shit! Like they close at eight. Eight. Yeah. So you know, and this was I don't know five thirty when we decided yeah. like, hey, we need to start paddling. We got like a half an hour to paddle, and then you know half an hour to pack up, and then it's not Get back far in the, the town. Hotel, yeah. but like. Hey, I, yeah, we definitely didn't shower that night. We're just no, like, we're just, we're just gonna go fucking dirty dog in it right yep. to the damn restaurant and eat and have some beers. And they didn't really like, they didn't like kick us out. And we were there past eight that night. So it was yeah, like, oh, she, last night. we just like, had to like close our tab, and she was cool, just like yeah, hanging out like, and bullshitting with us yeah, and everything. Here before they closed, and then just kind of you know nursing it and yeah. stuff like that. But we. uh we met another guy actually while we were there too. That was from where was he from Waynesburg, I think. Yeah, we met we met a couple people from yeah. Western PA. That <laughs> yeah. dude, that dude was from down south somewhere, Waynesburg, Green, Green County, or something. Yep. And the dude in the fly shop. I don't know if we talked about that first. Yeah, episode. I think we did say about we, him we from Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. So, so yeah, and then the other dude sitting up there was from like the Adirondacks up in New yeah, York. upstate New yep. York. So like all these people from like this side of the country. I guess they just moved to damn Montana. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, I would absolutely love to do, but unfortunately that's not really in the cards for my life right now. Maybe but... the next time I get married and divorced, that's, that's <laughs> what I'll do. Cause I think I, I have a feeling like that's part of it. Yeah. Like, all yeah. right. Mall lady left me. Bug it. I'm, I'm, I'm going go to, to Montana. Montana. I'm never <laughs> yeah. going to talk to anybody well, ever again. The the guy in the brewery actually was kind of funny for the the one that was from Waynesburg because he was like, yeah, I was uh, a he had was some a weird ass nickname. Yeah, um, I can't remember what the hell it was. I can't either. He was a painter, and he said he would like work his ass off all year, and then he would take three months and go out there during the summer, and then finally he was just like, you know what? fuck it. I'm just going to move out here and be a painter. That, that and seems... he left it like his wife back here and everything. He was like, yeah, it's a 30 hour drive. She doesn't really like to drive. So she just stays back in Pennsylvania. I just come out here. That's an interesting uh, marriage concept. Yeah. I'll have to for... look into that for the future. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have a wife back there. It just seems like a lot of work. Yeah. It'll, it'll be, everything, will be fine. everything will be fine. Yeah. It also seems weird to like leave a painting business for the summer. I would think that would be the time you actually make the good money. But hey, man, he's yeah. living his life. I'm gonna he, let him do he it. Was. <laughs> he was. Um, he was a fun dude to talk to. So he he was cool. Uh, and I think that's where we kind of we got the sense on Friday night of who we actually had as a guide because I think he had said whenever he was like, "Who'd you guys go out with?" and we were like. Oh, Brian, something he's like, oh, B Dog, I think is what they called him. Yeah. And he was like, You guys had one of the top three guides on the Madison River. And we're like, holy shit. Okay. Like, that's awesome. So uh but yeah, that pretty much recapped the trip. I ended up uh over partaking in recreational marijuana on Friday oh, night. Oh yeah, I puked. Greg puked. Yeah. 
<laughs> I left my waiters and Greg. Yeah. yeah. We were sitting in the bar. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was great. Yeah. yeah. Like, you we were, look like just we green. Both, I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Like, he was so ready to close out his tab. I'm like, I'm trying oh, to finish my me. whiskey, buddy. Yeah, like, it hit me right then, man. Yeah. Like she brought over our tabs, and I was like, I could not sign three dollars and sign my name any faster than what I did because I was like, I'm gonna get sick. And uh, yeah, you know, we we drank probably like what four beers on the boat that day, and then went and had pizza. Had three or four beers eating pizza. That's all lunch. day though. That's not much. That's like well, that, from six o'clock is... until like nine we had four or five and i smoked the rest of the the pre-roll that we got and yeah i, I, I bamboozled yeah, I myself as stuff. my buddies like to say it uh it messed I, me I, up yeah. pretty good that's weird yeah that you throw up i thought that shit's supposed to settle your stomach you must have yeah. got the wrong shit <laughs> i don't know I the, str- the strain was hungry. called bad motherfucker so apparently it, it was it was it was, it was motherfucking you up and down you yeah you were the back behind the damn little cabin i did i i ran out of the little bar at our lodge and like made it back behind our little cabin and i yacked but you know oh yeah i walked back i walked you weren't in the cabin because i came after you i was like what the fuck and i immediately i knew like just based on how quick you walked out (laughs) walked around like yeah you puking over here aren't you (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what happened i walked out from around the thing and nick's like did you just puke back there it was like yep yes i did (laughs) i feel better now though but uh yeah so ended up all in all uh in every aspect of that trip it was just unbelievable first off the trip itself the the going out there seeing montana for the first time seeing all the views while we were flying in to yellowstone flying out of out of yellowstone the drive to ennis like we stopped on the way back into yellowstone for um to get a picture of the sun coming up over the mountains and stuff. I mean, it was unbelievably beautiful. I know I've said it multiple times, but I'm not going to stop saying it because it truly, truly is just a, a gem of a state to go to. Um, highly, highly recommend it. My wife is uh, definitely wanting to get out there. Um, and I would not mind going out there with my family. We'll go on trip Yellowstone. As long as I have one day to go and go do some fishing somewhere, I will be completely yeah. fine with that. I, that's why but, I said, like, um, you know, it seems like we're go next year for Alaska. But, like, I think in subsequent years, you know, Alaska's not – it's it's fucking expensive. It's going to be yeah. fucking fantastic. But it's just – we're, we're, all, we're all okay in life, right? But we're all not to the okayness of being able to afford an Alaska trip or like spending Disney World or some shit like yeah. like the Disney World of fucking fishing vacations. Yeah. Um every year. Just just can't this can't happen. But like this, we did it on a budget, pretty much, you know? Like yeah, it, you, it truly you was. can do it. Like uh, we spent the most on our guide and he yeah. even had deals um yeah, during we, the spring. He was- uh, what was he? I think it was $150 less than what his in-season rates were. And he was still, so listen, people, people, if you listen in, if you go out on vacation and go fishing on vacation, type, you know, you're going to go, what are you thinking? Offshore fishing somewhere on the coast? Yeah. Thousands. Inshore fishing 
almost a thousand a lot of times for a full day, almost a thousand. You know what I mean? Because you're paying for gas and all that shit and any kind of motorboat stuff, even bass, you know, can be damn near that just because they're paying for an expensive ass boat, lots of electronics. You get in a drift boat, you pay a few hundred bucks. You know, I think like in season rate for like some of the most expensive is probably like six hundred, seven hundred dollars. The most you'll probably spend plus tip, you know, yeah, Um, we spent less than that, you know, for. You know, a 12 hour day. You know, yeah. 10 hours on the water. Yeah, like, we were give me a break. Well, well worth it. You know, yeah, you're for- gonna go on vacation and tell me if you're not gonna go out sightseeing and shit, if you ain't gonna spend that sightseeing. We're out doing that sightseeing and catching fish. Yeah, like it, that's it's what was fun about not it. hard to do. Uh, you know, fifteen hundred bucks a person. I think we spent between airfare, a little motel, which was fine. Like, you know what? Yeah. You're if you want to be coddled and in some like fancy you know turn down service every day and like nick said the five course dinners and cocktail hour and all that stuff like yeah you can find places out there that are you know i think brian said like some of those lodges can be like two thousand dollars a night but we didn't want to spend that oh, yeah we wanted you, you can spend what you want we wanted you was spend what you want to spend and i i would do that for longer trips too because like listen the bed was fine the bathroom was fine. Like things were clean. It was older, but like it was clean. It was comfortable. Like yep. there's heat, there's air. Like, what do you want? Like, you know, I got a place to crash out. I literally can walk to go get a drink or a sandwich if I want to, like right across the street. Like you're fishing that much a day. Like, you, you know, you're not going clubbing at night. No, we ain't no, kids. We and, you know, and then there's like, you're going to, find a place to do that anyway no. i think there is like a bar or two the bar near us stayed open till like midnight and there's maybe like one or two other bars where they're open yeah. a little later but like yeah it didn't you, matter. you can you can go to the lodge and make a whole damn thing of it or you can experience the same thing those lodge people are experiencing on on the outside of the lodge once you leave the lodge we're all experiencing the same shit on that river so yeah. like you know you was... can do it that way and i and i would Totally do it yearly, you know, along it may be not, not you know, do like a whole week, but like, you know, half a week. Yeah. Sure. Let's go I out mean, there. Fuck it. And great like time. We, it actually was, I mean, we had such a good time on it where, you know, we've talked on previous episodes about our big trip next year of looking at going to Alaska and everything with like uh, Nick, myself, and some of Nick's buddies from Texas. And we just had a conversation with this the other day where it's like, if some of these guys are not able to, you know, if they aren't truly serious about it and everything. My, ma- like... my main dude just said he's 100%. Okay. He got so... the blessing from the wife and everything. So okay. it's, it's we're, we're making it happen. Yeah. Um, but it still was like, if some of these guys crash and, out, Nick and I were like, fuck it. We'll just go back I, out there in the summer and like go and do some dry fly fishing and everything and just go, oh, for yeah. a, you know, four yeah. days instead of it, three. It would get a little more expensive during hopper season. I can kind yes. of damn guarantee you that. Yeah. But still not the same level as Alaska. Like shit, you could, you could make it. You look for deals on airfare, you know, you find, you know, cheapest for what you can find there. You can still find lodging that's suitable man like you don't you know to do what you want everybody should do what the hell they want but i just like that i didn't feel like i didn't feel guilty for going out there and doing no not at all no and like 
I feel I'll feel guilty like when I spend too much on vacations. Like I did not feel guilty at all this time. No, not not even to the slightest. It was like, man, this was this was totally worth the money that we spend, and it was not a lot of money that we had to spend to do it. So yeah. Um before we wrap things up, I again want to uh shout out Brian. Um, let me look up his website. I'll I'll set it out. So keep going. Yep. Uh so montanafishman.com, I think is actually all it was. Um montanafishman.com is is absolutely correct so yeah brian rosenberg get with i know there's lots of other guides out there you know so if he's unavailable but you know what we just had such a great experience that's who you should go to first yeah i mean i without a doubt if i i I don't say if when i go back out there he will be the first person i get a hold of and uh i actually would like to we wanted whenever we did this recap, the hope was to potentially have him as a guest on here. Um, we weren't really able to reach out to him just with timing and everything, but I think that I would like to get him on here to just talk about it. Cause I mean, the dude just was a wealth of knowledge of just fishing knowledge. I mean, he was a outdoorsman. He hunts, he seems like he has a little like homestead where, you know, raising chickens and like all that kind of stuff and everything. Um, and he just seemed like a super, super cool dude. We got out of the water on Friday. He had a beer with us in the parking lot. Um, told me that I should not go and try to jump on the moose and take it for a ride. Uh, but yeah, 100%. Uh, he is someone that I would recommend if if you ever decide to make the trip out to Ennis. So um, Sportsman's Lodge was where we stayed. Gravel Bar and... Uh, burnt tree were the two places we ate food at and um yeah, uh, what, was it madison really river, madison river fly company i think is where we i think so yeah that was there's the there's several we of them too. yeah but yeah. It very you know very formative people there as well i mean their whole economy revolves around fishing so like i guess if you're not friendly like you're probably not gonna do too well but you know there's always those hard asses in every every city where like ah, this is this is my river it's like okay man like nah like you probably really not but working here you know with a job if it weren't for having the tourism side of things you know and as long as everybody's respectful uh to the river itself and you know everything else locally there then have at it just do it in a respectful way and for sure you know it was it was great like that's all i could say about it I can't wait to go back. I'm going to go back. Don't know exactly when, um, but I will. I can almost damn guarantee you that. Like I enjoyed the Colorado river. I enjoyed my guide when I did that a couple of years ago, this was on a whole different level to me. Um, I don't know if maybe it was the time of year in Colorado. I had, we had like paddle borders and shit, you know, like this, like we weren't fighting against any of that. So, but anyhow, there's a there's a little piece of my heart that was was left in Montana, and I'm looking forward to going and getting it back one day. Yeah, I and I hopefully will be right there with you again. Um, I appreciate the offer to uh, throwing it out there to me to see if I wanted to go with you and everything. I'm glad that we were able to make it work because, you know, we kind of I think I said about it in the first uh, part of this. I don't know if I did or not, but you know, we're sitting there eating dinner or eating lunch whenever we got out there and it's like 
dude, you and I met like two and a half or three years ago on a Facebook group about catching stripers out at Moraine. And here we are in fucking Montana. Like we just flew across the country together and everything. So it was, yeah. it was definitely really cool. And it was an awesome experience to get at, you know, to be able to go out there with you. So, uh, yeah, I just, man, just want to go back. Like I really yeah. do. But, um, so yeah, that was our Montana recap. Um, we have not gotten out and done, you know, any fishing together. Um, since we went out to cross Creek, I know that we both would like to probably try to make that happen sooner that was, than later. That was pre Montana, buddy. Like, yeah, it's, it's been a minute a ago. I, you know, I've been busy as hell at work. You've been busy. Life gets in the way, man. Yeah. But until the next time. Absolutely. Uh, cheers. Cheers to you as well. And uh, yeah, bastards are out. We'll catch you on the next one. See you.